Hello everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Fit Till Fairly. As always, I am your host, Tudor, and thank you for joining me each Wednesday to learn about cognitive biases and how to overcome them. For today's topic, I want you to be honest with me. Do you read the horoscope? Do you ever think about your zodiac sign and what personality traits it gives you? Do you even evaluate your compatibility with a possible partner by checking what an astrological sign chart says about your sign combination? Well, dear listener, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you have most likely fallen prey to the Barnum effect. This effect is coined after the famous 19th century entertainer P.T. Barnum, well known for his circus shows where many a tarot card reader, crystal ball gazer, and many other con artists set up shop and conned their marks by giving out vague readings which people were more than happy to find suitable for them. It was Barnum himself who is said to have come up with the phrase, a sucker is born every minute. Of course, it is hard to say if he did ever say this phrase, but it has survived through the years as a factoid about him and, attributable to him or not, does carry a valid point, that people often feel the need to identify with a personality description and think it refers specifically to them, when in fact it contains generally identifiable traits that apply to most people. This is the basis of the Barnum effect that you might also find called the Forer effect, named as such after the first psychologist that conducted a study on this effect and proved its existence. In his experiment, Forer asked his students to fill in a personality questionnaire. He then promised them they would each receive a personalized feedback form one week later with an analysis of their personality as deduced from the questionnaire. After receiving the feedback, the students would then grade it based on how accurately they felt the researcher had recognized their personality. The median grade obtained in the study was 4.26 out of 5, which is an amazing grade if you ask me. And you might say, well, what's the problem? Well, psychologists checked some people's surveys and correctly surmised their personality from it. Nothing shocking to see here. Well, here comes the real kicker. The psychologist didn't read any of the questionnaires. In fact, he just created a vague generalized feedback sheet that was the same for all the participants. In it, he used common true statements such as you have a great need for other people to like and admire you, you have a tendency to be critical of yourself, or security is one of your major goals in life, that he picked up from an astrology book. So you can see how his students took these often true statements and perceived them as being characteristics that are fundamental to their own personality. Now, of course, the presentation of the statement is what makes the Barnum effect take root. In other revisions of the experiment where the participants did not give any personal information before receiving the feedback, they were less likely to accept it as indicative of their personality as they didn't feel a personal connection. After all, even a horoscope does have a tie into you personally as it is related to your date of birth. Of course, Hardcore astrology fans will also double down and use things like the time of birth to find one's moon sign, further deepening this connection to the individual and increasing the likelihood of acceptance. 
Another factor in the likelihood of the Barnum effect manifesting itself is the trustworthiness of the individual giving out the personality assignment, as well as the ratio between good traits and bad traits described therein. After all, people are more likely to identify with and accept positive things about themselves rather than negative ones. Therefore, overdoing bad traits is a surefire way to guarantee the rejection of an assessment regardless of its source. The whole concept we have described until now is driven by a phenomenon called subjective validation. This happens when people want to find a connection between two unrelated events because their innermost value set demands it. In the case of the horoscope, people that already believe that their date of birth holds a great significance will find a connection between the daily predictions and their life events, even when one is not clear. If you follow me so far, you might think to yourself, okay, this is all fine and dandy, but I already don't believe in horoscopes and tarot card readers and crystal ball gazers are a thing of the past. How is this Barnum effect relevant for me? Well, whilst the Barnum effect has indeed fallen a bit out of fashion with regards to its more traditional users, more, more accurately abusers, it has made quite the resurgence in the digital age with its new adherence, algorithms. Tell me, dear listener, have you recently watched a show on Netflix? Maybe watched a video on YouTube? Perhaps listen to music on Spotify or purchase something from Amazon? Then you too might have been exposed, maybe even fallen prey to the Barnum effect. The one thing all these online services have in common is that you will often be recommended other content based on the content you have already consumed or purchased. As such, many people will often go with these recommendations and later think to themselves and comment to others how appropriate the recommendation was. Behind the scenes, of course, there isn't a human specialist hard at work trying to find the next video for you to watch or the most likely product you are missing in your home and would like to purchase. There is just an algorithm, which, to be fair, is designed by a huge team of developers, but which lacks any true specialization. After all, the algorithm serves all of the services and users and needs to cater to every single one of them. Therefore, the best it can do is give vague, generally popular recommendations with just a dash of somewhat relevant suggestions based on watch or purchase history to give that personal connection. Rings a bell, doesn't it? It seems online entertainment and retail companies have found the Barnum effect and are applying it to make their recommendation engine feel more accurate. In actuality, the current technological level in this department is simply not advanced enough to offer truly relevant content. This is why you might see YouTube recommend you videos that are simply not remotely in your sphere of interest, simply because they are popular with people in your geographical area, or sometimes being capable of even showing you the next episode of a series you were watching, even though it would be trivial for a human to find the next video by simply incrementing the episode number. Nevertheless, people often readily believe the recommendations they receive are quite useful and sometimes will even use subjective validation to explain why one product is related to another. 
This in turn makes them fonder of the service they are using and more likely to continue their subscription because they feel it truly knows them and their interests. Similarly, the feeds of social media services like Facebook, Instagram and Twitter are also populated by similar algorithms, which can explain why you sometimes see the same people's posts, photos or tweets despite having no recent communication with them just because it, the algorithm, has decided they are of a certain notoriety among people with your same personal information and background. As you can see, the Barnum fact is ever-present in our increasingly digital lives, so it only makes sense for us to be aware of its existence and try to not be as gullible regarding the online services of our day as our predecessors were of the various soothsayers of their age. As a general rule of thumb, we should strive to be skeptical of anyone or anything that claims to ascertain us, our personality or our interests without investing serious time in getting to know us. Moving on to my weekly fitness check-in, this week I only managed to lose 0.3 kilograms, bringing me down to 118.8 kilograms as my current weight. This is most likely because I've been eating whatever I could find around the house, as I haven't had the chance to do the grocery shopping yet for a good while, crossed together with a spat of intensive work at my job. In my experience, workplace stress and dieting rarely go well together, so no surprises there at least. Hopefully once things settle down and I find a gap in my schedule, I will load up on some healthy and cross your fingers tasty food to keep me on track. One other thing worth mentioning I guess is that in the weekend I did do a 26km hike which was great fun, despite a few stray dogs threatening me along the way. It did however give me quite the cramps the following two days though. so. Perhaps shorter, more frequent hikes would do a better job of increasing my endurance without throwing me for a loop afterwards. In any case, thank you for listening to this week's episode. As always, if you want to leave feedback, you can find the email address in the episode description. There you will also find the links to the podcast, Twitter and Facebook, which you can follow to find out when the newest episode is released as well as the podcast subreddit where you can discuss with others your opinions on the subject. Hope you all have a lovely week, and I'll see you next time. Cheers.